Welcome to the board game community show. I'm your host, Riley Stark. Join me as I get to know folks in this community. They could be designers or streamers, podcasters, YouTubers, publishers, whatever. Really anything within her at the end of its title is welcome here on the board game community show 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 welcome back to the board game community show it has been a long while since i've had a new guest on and i'm really excited to have marcus shepherd from foyo games how you doing pretty good how you guys doing Good. Actually, there are no guys, but you guys out there in listening <laughs> land. <laughs> yeah, let's pause and wait for them to respond. Oh, I'm glad to hear you're doing so well. Or, oh, I'm so sorry about your loss. I don't know. <laughs> try to <laughs> let's try to Something. account for every possible answer. <laughs> All potential scenarios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Marcus and I actually met from doing Board Game Insights, which we do over on Josh, the Board Game Captain's channel. And he was our guest last month. Is that right? Yeah, yeah last month. So, Shout out to Board Game Grand. What's up? Yes. Shout board out Game to board Grand game is captain. amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was really fun. It was fun getting to know you. Every After everybody had gone and left, you and I just hung out and we chatted for probably like 40 minutes or so. We should have recorded it. Could have been another episode or something. I know. Honestly, at a certain point, I was like, I should just record this because this is fun. (laughs) Messed up, messed up. Yeah. So why don't you tell me a little bit about, or why don't you tell them, the listeners, I'm rusty. See this? (laughs) And I'm not even going to edit most of this out. So, hey. (laughs) But why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners what you do? YouTube, eBay, all that. Design. Okay. so YouTube, I've been YouTubing about six months now, I would say, and um, pretty much, how did that start? Why did that start? How did that start? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, for some reason, it just started, and <laughs> and yeah, pretty much, I do a lot of, I started out kind of doing like how to play games, uh, games that aren't quite out yet. I would do like printing plays for like. I mostly do a lot of card games, TCGs, trading card games, but then I'll do some board games here and there, do a lot of unboxings. And then like I was telling you before, like um, I also sell on eBay. So then I kind of started them out at the same time, like doing like a eBay channel and doing board games at the same time. But then I kind of split them up. But I say that to say, that I have like a lot of opened, unopened board games and card games. So I kind of open them on the channel and hey, easy content. Oh yeah, right? People oh, yeah. love box openings. People like box openings. <laughs> I love watching a lot of your videos. Uh, I went through and kind of clicked random ones and ones that I was interested in. And I love your, uh, 
like your personality really comes through in them and humor like some of one of them i think you were doing almost like a 90s or 80s cartoon style intro of like singing a song oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah that was a big one that was uh what song was it? Oh yeah, uh, Captain Captain Planet, I believe. Probably Captain Planet intro. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you were like changing the words to be like for uh, God, what was the game for? Man, it's um that's that's one of those uh that's one of those unreleased games, one of those trading card games. Uh, oh, Sorcery right. Contested Room. Sorcery Contested Room. Um, I think that's the highest like TCG Kickstarter ever. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Yep, still unreleased as of yet, but coming soon, I think, though. Hopefully, right? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. After about probably uh, three more delays, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see that happening all the time. Like, Trudvong? Trudvong? I forget how you oh, say yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That's that Eric that Lang, right? Did he do that? That's Simon, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. that's the one. I think that's the one. That's like, uh, like it's like a um, app, very app based game. Oh, worker man, placement. I don't even know, but I know it has lots of miniatures. I mean, very Simon, right? Like, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would spend like delay after delay, so it's been four or so or more years since it kicked. Oh man, four years. It's horrible. Glad I didn't back that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just catch yeah. the retail copy on that one. I've been really lucky. Even with the pandemic, I haven't had any severely delayed games. I mean, you know, like a few months late or not. Everything's been like under a year late. Man. Yeah. I'm still waiting on this one game. Ophidian Arena slash they really they even changed the whole name of the game. Now it's called Arena Verse. It's terrible. It's been it's been going on at least three years now. And the oh, bad no. part about it, yeah, like in the bad part about it is like they've already really got the game made because it's really just like they got the Ophidian from back in the nineties, then they got the Ophidian twenty three fifty or something, which is this one. And like they already have like six of the decks, but they just need to make more stuff. It's it's crazy. Oh, I really man. don't get it. I really <laughs> don't get it. Yep, and the radio silent too. That's kind of the bad part. But oh, that's the worst. Yeah, is when oh, you're yeah. like, give us an update, you know? And, ah, Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I get Ridiculous. a little antsy when it goes more than like a month or two yeah. without an update. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. you working on it? How's it going? I know that there's definitely like, oh, even an update that's just like, we're waiting on art or, oh, we're waiting on production copies. We're waiting on this. Yeah. You know, like, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, at least lie to us. Come on, give us something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, lie to us. Make us feel good. (laughs) Yeah. Acknowledge you're still at least like uh, present enough to lie to us. (laughs) Something, something, something. So anyways, uh, yeah, so you've got your YouTube. You've got, I think it's Folio uh, Games and Folio Flips is for the eBay, right? Correct, correct, correct. Nice. Yep. And then... Uh, and then it was your eBay. I was trying to My find eBay. your eBay shop, but I'm not good at eBay. Like, is it just Folio Games or? Oh, uh, the eBay, it's a uh, ship 304. Uh, well, eBay is kind of strange with the naming, but uh, I think actually on the eBay, the name of the eBay, I think is 
my trap house. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. My trap house. I don't I don't really uh promote it or anything, but eh. But it's there though. My trap house, yeah. if you want to check something out. I got like five thousand items up right now. And like it used to be way easier to put up items, but it's kind of a tedious process nowadays to put up items. Really? Yeah, it's like they want all these item specifics. Like I've kind of I've kind of been in it heavy for about three years now, and then like ever since I've like I mean since I've started, it's like they just keep on adding item specifics. So it's like before there used to be like a quick listing tool, you can just list something real fast, quick listing tool like the name says. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like you just gotta have all these item specifics and. They won't let you finalize the listing without putting in these item specifics. It's kind of a mess. Oh, what gee. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been doing that for three years. What got you into eBay selling? Mm, so pretty much, uh, I mean, you want the long story or the short story? Give it to us. Long. Let's hear the long story. I'm curious. I don't think I've ever had a guest on here that's like that does eBay, so... Hey, first time for everything. Okay, yeah. uh, so pretty much a long story. Um, so, like, I was in Dallas, and then my – so I was going to um, – man, I was just having a really rough time finding a teaching job. So I got certified to teach all this stuff or whatever, but just kind of had a tough time getting a teaching job. So then there was a guy in, like, the uh, oil field area of Texas who was going to give me a teaching job. So, so I was going to move out there, but then like, and, but anyway, uh, my grandma, she got, uh, she had a stroke and a seizure. So, um, so then I just went ahead and came out and helped her out because, uh, she was going to either lose her house. Like nobody came and stayed with her. So instead of going out to Oilfield, Texas, I came out here and I'm caretaking for her. And at the same time, this is something I can do while I'm doing that. So yeah, it kind of works out. Well, that's cool of you. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that happened, of course, but you know, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. life. So, you what kind of teacher were you going to be? So I, man, I really got certified for everything, like uh, from kindergarten up to eighth grade, like as a generalist, and then I got some. English as a second language, and I got some more certifications. I think I did like, I think I had like math EC through six or something. But um, I'm just going for pretty much anything K through eight, pretty much. Nice, that's awesome. My wife does second grade, so I was I always get excited, and I think it's so crazy to me because this will segue right into the next part. But so many people who have like teaching backgrounds or who are teachers are in this space playing games and also designing games. And I'm always fascinated how many designers are like, Oh, I teach or I'm a teacher, you know, like it, it blows my mind. So you have been designing games. Oh yeah. I've been designing some games. Uh, have yet to come out with any, but, uh, yeah, I just did a play test, a first play test last night of my latest one. So feel pretty good Ooh. about that. Nice. Do you want to talk about it? Can you share deets? Oh yeah, got a little deets. Um, so pretty much it's like a lot like it's kind of a lot like Keyforge, but kind of more using like more of a standard fifty-two card deck of cards, kind of like, but not really, but kind of like that. So yeah, yeah. 
That's yeah. awesome. Um, how, how was the playtest? Uh, playtest went pretty well. Um, it was with a gentleman who worked at my local game store. So he was actually on break when he tested it with me. So I kind of got that big, that big front loading of rules. He got it. Then we played a little bit. Then he had to get off of work and go back to work. So, yeah. Oh. But, <laughs> but, 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 uh, pretty much he said what he liked and didn't like. And like he didn't like hardly anything and pretty much liked everything. So, hopefully nice. I can meet up with him like maybe next week and try to get a real whole game in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And speaking of that, my, uh, my little rock game designer group, this, uh, this freaking pandemic, like, um, like there was a point when, uh, after the pandemic, we, <laughs> We were all good before the pandemic. Then the pandemic came, and then we started kind of we started doing like Zoom meetings over Facebook, and then that kind of fell off after a while. And then we just haven't come together again. So <sighs> maybe with Man. this, I can just uh, really get everybody back together. But we'll see, though. Yeah, I should send you an invite. To do you use Discord at all? Uh, man, I'm just really no good at Discord, but uh. Yeah, I use it a little bit. I use it a little bit. It's tricky, but I have a design group here. Like we've got the Board Game Design Guild here in Utah, and they're really awesome. And we've been like having people from outside of Utah come in as well. And because, you know, with so many different ways of playtesting online and being able to just communicate online, it's like, why why close it off to Utah? Oh, yeah. Man, like my Dallas group, like I met up with them via via Discord and all that probably like two times. But I guess I'm the tactile guy. I really like it in my hands. Oh, yeah. But what, yeah, but what do you do? You got to you got to do something in lieu of something else. So Yeah, oh, exactly. And I mean, that's like the love of board games from us all, right? Like we love playing with toys, essentially. Like we love the feel of things in our hands. So I guess thematically, what's your, you said that it's like using a deck of 52 cards. Is it 52 cards in there? It's actually uh, like probably going to be like, like three of those 52 cards. Well, like, you know, like the conventional diamond heart, spade club type of deal but yeah. there'll probably be like 150 or something kind of like a deck building slash tcg type of thing just kind of got to put it all together yeah something like keyforge yeah i uh <laughs> i sometimes i feel funny because like i asked that and i know because you showed me the huge stack of cards that you had oh, yeah, yeah, um yeah. and some of the things on them um so it looked really cool i like the concept um, but what is it a two player game like a one v one or or how's it play? Yeah, I was thinking um like of course just starting with the one v one, but then I was thinking it could be four player free for all type of deal or something. But yeah, yeah, probably it'll scale up to. But just making sure right now, starting with the starting with the one v one right now. Much easier to balance one v one than like, oh yeah, a free for all oh, yeah. for four players and and uh, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds like a mess to me. <laughs> certainly, certainly. Uh, and thematically, yeah, what is it? Uh, thematically, um, or is it yeah, kind of still? Open? Yeah, kind of open. Still, uh, still just kind of trying to kind of gonna let the mechanics kind of dictate 
the story or whatnot. Yeah. That's yep, cool. Yep, yep. That's yeah. It's a good way to be. Uh, I always find sometime. Oh, even for a lot of designers uh, that make their games, if they get too focused on the theme, then sometimes they the mechanics suffer or uh, I don't know. Sometimes the theme just kind of comes in. Oh yeah. So uh, the play tester uh, last night, he was saying like, um, because in the game you have, you've got the mana, the resources or whatever the land is like, they're pieces of metal or whatever. You got the copper, you start with the copper, then you can sacrifice some copper to make a silver. Then you can sacrifice some silver to make a gold. So he said, so are they, are they working in a mine? So maybe I could do something like that. They're uh, miners or a treasure diggers or something. Who knows? Yeah. Something like that maybe. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I like it. See, and I think that's cool that it's like you're open to just exploring and seeing what fills in the spot and hearing what people think. Like, what do you think this kind of fits into? And have you done more designs? Have you done any other designs? Yeah, like, um, so in this, um, in this pretty much since the pandemic, I've done less than before the pandemic, but we actually did have a game gym, uh, I guess Game Jam 2021, I think it was. Game Jam 2021. I'm looking at my little sticker over there. Uh, Game Jam 2020, I didn't do anything. That was mostly like a online, no, no, I mean, just a computer-based one. And then I've never designed uh-huh. anything like on, on the computer. But uh, 2021, I made a game like over the course of one week. So never really even got to play test that one. But yeah, so I probably... I. I mean, matter of fact, I've got them written on the wall. So I've got like eight series, eight series designs right now that I need to finish. Very cool. That's awesome. What are your plans for them? Do you, I mean, do you have any plans at this point? Do you think like crowdfunding or pitch them to publishers? Um, right now, really, to be honest, is just finish one. That's my goal right now to finish one. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully this latest one. Yeah. Oh yeah, finish it. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, didn't know if you know you were thinking. Some people get ahead of themselves, and and they're like, "I'm ready. I'm doing. I'm going Kickstarter right away." You know, like, but oh, yeah, yeah, keep it open. So, man, I think um, I think I want to say that I was listening to one of your shows, uh, and you said tabletop simulator is pretty easy for you to operate, right? Well, I mean, not operate, but design on. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. I haven't used it in a while because they did some kind of iffy things with like the trans community. Um, and so what is that pray tell? <laughs> so another actually, Oh, did I get into that on the show? But I had a guest Zoe Allred, uh, and okay. she had like a incident where she was in their chat and was saying something just like, Oh, I'm trans and like, uh, or I'm gay type thing. And it was like, blocking her and kicking her out of games or chat or whatever it was. And I'm probably butchering this. It's been several months. Uh, and yeah, sometimes they just set up those kind of crazy filters and it's like, why do they set up the filters like that? I don't know. Yeah. And so she was wondering if that's what it was, but then like way worse things were being allowed. And it was saying like a specific mod, like a specific moderator was kicking her out. 
and banning Crazy. her. And she like tried to appeal it. And they were like, well, you're sharing fantasies or fetishes. And it was like, oh, like my sexuality isn't a fetish. Like my identity isn't a fetish. Like I'm just saying like a gay pride type thing. Yeah, so, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't know. I need to check in with her, but it's, it is a good tool. Um, there's other ones too, like table. Oh shoot. What is it called? Oh, the table topia or the table yeah, top, uh... topia is a good one. Tabletop one playground or something. That's the one. Yeah. Tabletop playground. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a yeah. lot of people switch to that one and really like it. Say it's got a lot of similarities and it's okay. free. Which yeah, is let me nice to get on the good foot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, there's definitely good things out there. And maybe maybe tabletop simulators come around. I don't know. It would be nice if they have. Yeah, but, they need to put out a public statement or something. Yeah, yeah, and they like donated money, but then they didn't like change their moderators or address, like, actually like address it within their community. They just like, Weird. we're donating money, but I don't know. Okay, so you must not be a fan of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, not a huge fan of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the chicken is so good though I'm not gonna lie it is. <laughs> you know here in Utah it's it's huge and um, some actually I'm really glad uh, some of my family so that I can be less guilty of it no, no they gave us some like Chick-fil-A sauce which that Chick-fil-A sauce is so good so we just like oh, make yeah. our own fried chicken and, and use that yeah. sauce until it'll yeah. be gone and maybe they'll buy oh, us yeah. more but <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you want to give me another gift, you know, this also an average. I can't invite myself, but if you want to do it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, that's iffy too, I guess. But whatever, like, I didn't ask for it, so. <laughs> Perfectly acceptable. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you how you got into gaming in the first place. Okay, um... Yeah, okay, how did I get into gaming in the first place? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, like, as a kid, that doesn't count, but, like, you know, it, it, I mean, everybody likes all the uh, the candy lands and everything. That's always fun. Love going to, like, cousins' houses and playing Monopoly. Being the only kid and everything, I didn't get to do too much of that. But um, that was always great. Did you uh, play with the, like, older kids or adults or something? Yeah, the older kids. I had some cousins, like they got siblings and stuff. That was always fun going over there and playing with them sometimes. Oh, cool. But it was a rarity. But yeah, always a welcome rarity. And uh, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, games. Are, and then I got a group of friends. We used to play a little games, but that didn't really count. Just a lot of basic Monopoly and stuff, Pokemon Monopoly. And then, uh, and then where it kind of really started was I used to play Back in like 2015, 2016, when the poker craze really hit, you remember that? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, 20, 2005 or something, I think it was, the Texas Hold'em and everything. And then I used to go to uh, just like, I was just poker, poker, poker all the time. So, and then just one night, at, there was like the free free poker tournament or whatever at like a bar. And then one day somebody was, I mean, they were playing the game Bank. Bang, oh, you know yeah. that game Bang? Yeah. Bang, and it seems, it, it kind of seems like that's a big old gateway game, but that was kind of really my gateway game. Then I played that, and then, like, I bought that, and then played that a few times, 
but I really didn't know like it was really a whole hobby like that. So like I just had bang and then it's like the only game I got. But then some years later, I just happened to be at this place. And then my friend that I met this guy, he happened to be playing Citadels and it was a magical experience. <laughs> oh man, the Citadels was crazy. Like, and then he showed us how the Citadels went. And then, like I say, like in my intro video, the variable player powers, those um, butterscotch fantasy flight tokens, the um, the freaking uh, the the varying in-game conditions. It was just it was just a beautiful thing. Yeah. And then and then pretty much ever since then, I've been hooked on it. So. Oh, that's awesome. I don't think I've had anyone say bang for their intro game. But as I, as you said that, I remember uh, playing that with my group way back in the day. And we played things like uh, Ticket to Ride and um, what's the other one? Catan, right? But I really, what pushed me to go to the game store was we played Bang. And I was like, I have to get this. And so I went to a game store and then started exploring all the other ones. So, And that was like, Bang was the first one I b- actually bought. So, Oh, yeah. Dang. Me too, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard I've heard a f- couple of other people say that, too, but nothing like Catan level, but still almost yeah. on that level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a fun like party. You know, you can play that with a bigger group than you can Catan and uh, and Ticket to Run. Oh, yeah. So always party, nice. get in, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Great one. Great one. So what are your favorite games now? My favorite now still is um, Champions of Midgard. You heard of that one? Yeah. Well, you told me about that. I haven't actually played it. Oh, yeah. Champions of Midgard is great. You've got – so pretty much it's a worker placement, and there's eight rounds. And so everybody has a little personal tableau that can hold eight Viking dice – and everybody's got a special power. And every round, if somebody doesn't fight the troll that's up top, then everybody gets a blame. And then the blame gets you negative points at the end of the game. Most points wins the game. A lot of crazy worker placement spots. And you roll the dice and fight different kind of monsters, Draugr and uh, trolls and crap and and sea creatures it's crazy i love it that's cool yeah i love a good theme and that sounds like a fun theme i feel like i've heard people talk about that before and i've always been interested but i don't think i've ever seen it at a store i've gone to yeah but i mean it's a lot like um lords of water deep but i would say cooler with the dice and everything yeah nice yep, yep. we love lords of water deep here my wife and i played that for the first time this summer and oh bought yeah it. so yeah I would love to get something that maybe like takes that even a step further for her. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And for me, of course, man. Um, and then, uh, okay. So second favorite game, I guess my favorite after that used to be, um, man, what is that field? What is that big field game? I forget. I, man, the oh. big, uh, Stefan field game. I haven't played in so long. Castles of Burgundy? Castles of Burgundy, yeah. How could I forget it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Castles of Burgundy, oh yeah. That's the only one of his I played. Yeah. It's the best one. It's the best one. But yeah, that one, 
That one is great. I put a lot of non-gamers onto that one, and they really love that one. And then did, probably third. Oh, did you back did the I what? new one, the updated edition or anything? I didn't get it. Um, I mean, I haven't played the older one in quite a while, so yeah. And I'd rather probably just get another game myself. That's fair. Yeah. Mm, All right. Then you were... I am. <laughs> I like it. Go ahead. Your third one. Third one, uh, probably that Citadel still. Oh, yeah. That Citadel is great, yeah. I've never played it, and I always hear people just raving about it, so I need to right. get it. Nice, good game length, and just nice, meaty, strategic. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But, I mean, it's more of a, like, these are my all-time favorites. Probably not my current favorites, but, like, the all-time oh, that yeah. I really appreciate all-time. Yeah. What's a current favorite? A current favorite. That's a good one. Man, I really like that. Uh, I've only played it once, but they're doing Imperium. That's great. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I've only played it once, too. And it was when I finished, I was kind of like, yeah, that was fun. I don't know. And then the next day I woke up and I was like still thinking about it. And it, was, it just got better and better the more I thought about it. Because I was like, I could have done this option. I could have gone this way. I could have done this strategy. And I was like, there's so much to this game. Yep. And haven't even gotten to the expansion yet, so... Yeah. No, there's a lot more to love. Yeah. Yeah. The people we played it with actually have the expansion and they haven't played it with the expansion yet. So they're like, okay. we keep meaning to, but we just, we know the game as it is right now. And eventually we'll, you know, learn the expansion. But are you like an expansion person? Do you like getting the expansions? Man, I think I, man, I was, there's a story with that too. Like I used to be, uh, like I say, I was always the guy like, why get a why get something else for the same game when you can just get a whole new game, a whole new experience? Oh, but yeah. then my friend, he bought me that expansion to the Champions of Midgard, the Dark Mountains. And then and then since then I've been all about the expansions. Nice. <laughs> they can add so much to the experience. So yeah. yeah. Well, there's that other Minimum. one that's like all expansions. What was the what's the uh the fantasy flight one? The all expansions, Fantasy Flight. Hmm. Not never. You do a lot of videos uh, on it. I do a lot of videos on it. Uh, Keyforge? Keyforge. Keyforge? Yeah. Keyforge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keyforge I mean, every, like all expansions. <laughs> no, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Most TCGs are pretty much all expansions, so yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, well, TCGs. Yeah. On that one, can you just... Is that one TCG? Like, is that one you could literally just buy any pack and jump into it? Yeah, um, like it's not um, like TCG trading card game. You can't really trade Keyforge because Keyforge is just all like you buy one deck and then you can't swap anything out. That's the deck you're stuck with. Oh. But you can always buy like millions of decks though. So, but uh, but Keyforge, they'll come out with a new set every year or so. And then like a kind of different card pool or whatever. But okay. everything is legal, so you can always play f- from any of the five current sets. And then we got a new one coming. The game was really, like, really up in the air for, like, a while if it was going to come back. But then somebody bought it, and then they sold it. So it's back now. So Oh, wow. Okay. Back in I action, know yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. There's a, um, there's a, not a Kickstarter, but there's a game found coming for it in a few days now. So Oh, um, man. I'll be back in, yeah. Yep, um, I'll be back in for like the $150 level, I'm sure. 
Oh, nice. I think I got a couple of friends. I think I got a couple of friends from the local Keyforge group. I do Keyforge Wednesdays. Uh, they're going to actually beg for the $700 level, which is crazy to me. But, I mean, if you got it, you got it. Gee, I thought that I thought for sure the 150 was going to be the highest level. But, no. Uh, what? Yeah. Kind of like Board Game Captain and his Leviathan game that he's backing at the $700 oh, yeah. level. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you love something, you can justify it. Yeah, perfectly I'm, justifiable. Yeah, I I hate to admit <laughs> this, especially on air, but I I backed the Marvel Zombicide all in. Okay, so what all came with that Marvel Zombicide? It has that like two foot Galactus figure, and then hundreds of minis and content and expansions that I'll probably never play. But but I like miniature painting, so I also justify it there. Where like I will have a lot of miniatures to paint that I won't ever get to finish painting all of those. I'm sure. Eh, The life of a gamer Um, or the life of a painter, rather the life of a painter. (laughs) Both, I suppose kind of go hand in hand. I, yeah, man. Um, so speaking of painting, so I just got battle tech. I intend to actually sit down and paint those. So I bought this, uh, paint that's like a base, and something else. What, what else do you think I need? Maybe it's that base and layer, maybe. But uh, but anyway, like you paint it with that, and then what else do you do after that? Uh, you've got to seal it after. So there's like sealing, like a you can just buy a can. Shoot, I can't remember what I've only sealed like two of my my uh, like sets that I've painted um, because okay. I. It always smells really bad, so I can't do it while my wife's at home. And then it's usually, you can't do it when it's too cold. And so I can't do it too early in the morning. And I don't think you can do it when it's too hot either. Otherwise, it can, like, do little cracks in your miniature. Like, give cracked looks. Okay. There's trickiness. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. But, like, if you can just play a game, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't had any problems yet, but like it's just to protect it from the oils on your fingers and whatnot after okay. you're finished painting. But yeah, watering your watering down your paints was the biggest advice that I finally took, and it helps so much. Like, so you just like dab it, and you'll like put a little paint on there, dab it in water just a little bit, and then like brush it off just a hair, dry it a little bit. And then put it on and it smooths the paint so that it doesn't look all gloppy on there. Um, okay. And that's why you need the wet palette. Quote yeah. Unquote, right? I, that, that's an amazing thing for it. Like, yeah, the wet palette. And it's pretty cheap. It's like 10 bucks. I think you can buy a decent wet palette that'll close. Okay. And then that also preserves your paints too. Okay. Um, I'm not a pro painter at all. But my actually my buddy is. He like gets paid to paint all the time. He never okay. doesn't have multiple jobs that he's uh, doing at once. So yeah, like I can imagine, it's very in demand. Yeah, and lucrative, man. If you're good at it, I think even if you're decent at it, people will pay you to do it because you know, like, wh- which would you rather be doing? Would you rather be painting or playing a game? Like, 
I could just send off all of my Marvel United figures and play, pay somebody a couple hundred bucks or whatever. And, uh, yeah. and that one would probably be like a thousand bucks to get everything painted. But, you know, yeah. and then they send it back and I can play, you know, I don't I don't have to actually spend that time. So and then you've got this beautiful set. Ah, I love it. But yeah. I like painting them, too. Okay. I know that uh, yeah. Josh board game captain he paints his battle tech stuff yeah i saw some of his jobs they were some pretty nice jobs yeah oh yeah sorry I, you got me talking painting now but back to you Talks this is what it's all about man <laughs> what it's all about <laughs> so um there's so many different kickstarters coming out right now or you know just generally crowdfunding games are there any your other ones you're excited about Mm, man, uh, like I said, still waiting three years plus to get this freaking Ophidian Arena. They need to give us an update. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those uh, TCG ones again, too, but like a LCG one, rather. Okay. Living card game type of deal. And then um, they got this one. Uh, man, I can't, I can't even keep up with the names of them. But uh, I just got one in the mail yesterday. Got a lot of TCGs. I do a bunch of TCGs. Is that but, your jam? But, yeah, that's my jam. I mean, I like them both, but um, I've actually got a uh, two-player Tuesday group out here in Little Rock. So if you're like in the Little Rock area, like any kind of two-player game, war game, abstract or whatever, nobody really hardly ever comes out. Like, I'll get a person one-third of the time. Oh, but, really? Uh, yeah, but when nobody comes, I, I usually just work on my design. So oh, that's cool. Kind of a win-win, kind of a win-win. But... um. But yeah, uh, there's so many there's so many Kickstarters. Let me see if I can actually find the folder on my desktop. That's really cool, though, that you have like, a, do you just kind of post up at a local game store? And then if people come, perfect. If not, you, you just work on your stuff. Yeah, so um, I made the group. Um, it's been going on like half a year. Like every Tuesday, I go to Game Goblins in Little Rock, Arkansas. Please show up, please, before I stop doing it. But um, and then I made a Facebook group for it, and then uh, I got like the poster on the little bulletin board stuck to the bulletin board, and then uh, I kind of tried to go like around town, but Little Rock's kind of a small city. We kind of not all the with kind of like not that many places to stick up your promotional stuff. Yeah. And then I got these little, uh, and then I made up these uh, promotional cards, like business cards that look like Pokemon cards. Let me dig one of those out. Oh, that's I awesome. keep them Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not really on video, so I can't show you what they look like, but I got them, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, they kind of look like uh, Pokemon cards, yeah. Hey, I uh, would, you can show me. I'll, I'll ooh and ah at it. <laughs> And then the, then the listeners can just be jealous that they don't get to actually see it, you know? You get jelly, you get jelly. <laughs> yeah, got these, uh... Oh my gosh, that full-on looks like a Pokemon card. Full-on Pokemon card. It's got a hard... Two-player yeah. Tuesdays. Two-player Tuesdays. Oh my Game gosh. Goblins. That's rad. <laughs> oh yeah. Keep them right in the wallet. All right, uh, let me see these Kickstarters, Kickstarters, Kickstarters. Man, uh, Mage Noir, I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of TCG type of uh, Kickstarters coming. So Mage Noir, the thing that's cool about this one, I think this is like a European or French game or something, French designers. But like, uh, like you know how to play Magic, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, so like in this game, there's like a 
there's like a pool of mana in the middle. And then like, if you take the mana for the turn, then that gives the opponent more mana or something. It's kind of a crazy thing. It's on tabletop simulator, like everything else right now, but I think it's going to be uh, shipped off pretty soon. Nice. And then, uh, back alley mages. I backed that one. That's a dice rolling dice slinging TCG thing. That one's, real cool from what they got it's like and that one is made by like an actual a uh couple a actually married couple oh and, cool um yeah like and they did everything themselves so like they're really they're really grounds roots guys right there back alley majors looking forward to that one and cool. then the fun thing about that one is like they got like it's all different colored dice with different colored dice pip dots on it so like every because the cards like they relate to the color of the dice oh. and the color of the pips. I kind of did something like that with my game that I'm doing now, my little card game. I kind of did something like that. That's really cool. Yeah. What was the oh, one that yeah. came yesterday? Oh, the one that came yesterday was this Galamons. It's like it's like a uh, cartoony mechas, okay. cartoony mechs, kind of like um. Uh, yeah, um, I'll be doing a video on it soon. I got to take it out of the packaging. But then again, like, you know, with these Kickstarters, I didn't get a whole bunch of it. So, like, on some of these things, I kind of just leave them sealed. But hopefully I had the foresight to get two of them and then open one and then keep one unopened for later. Yeah. Yeah. If people go and watch the Board Game Insight uh, that we did last month, you can see pictures. Oh, yeah. And- and Marcus has just sheds and shed like a uh, multiple sheds full of games, uh, and this most of I them do. are unopened. And yeah, it's crazy. It was cool. This I do. This <laughs> I do. Uh, and, uh, man, there's a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them. I don't just got them all right here, but more than anything, I got a lot of TCGs coming. Yeah, I kind of really love the TCGs. But yeah, that's cool. I like that. If, I feel like if I was. Uh, if I had more time, I'd get into more TCGs because oh, they yeah. can be kind of time sucks, right? I mean, it's all in how you do them. Like a lot of people, you got your you got your TCGs, just like the all in company sing term. But then there's LCGs, and then just kind of all self contained ECGs. And then like if you just kind of just play like with the starter set, then it's all good. But like a lot of people with a TCG mindset, they just got to build the best deck. They just can't play with the starter set for some reason. So then that's when it becomes a time suck. But if you can be satisfied with just playing like the starter set, then you're all good to go. That's true. That's a good point. Yep. I mean, like I do the Marvel champions and Arkham horror, which are both the LCGs. I like that better because then I know I'm getting like all the cards. I don't have to like try and buy packs to get, you know, these rare finds and whatnot. But at yeah. the same time, that's like still a pretty penny. Uh, every time one of these packs comes out, it it adds up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Man, those co-ops, though. Yeah, right. But uh, do you kind of do you kind of prefer um, co-op yeah. LCGs to competitive? And why is that? I think it's, I've always preferred co-op just because growing up, with my siblings, we didn't really like playing versus games, like when we would play video games. And so anytime there was a co-op game, we would like rent it at Blockbuster or, you know, or buy it when we were older. And we pretty much would try any co-op game. And so I think it's just kind of that upbringing of me and my brothers wanting to play like through stories and stuff together. 
rather than against each other. So interesting. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? You're more versus, yeah, um, right? Way more versus. Way more versus. Yeah. And then I hate whenever like it's like a king. Well, I mean, and then I hate it when there's like the quarterbacking type of deal. Oh yeah. Yeah. That just that just I might as well just be playing competitive and just I mean you can go at it. <laughs> I mean how yeah, you can't I tell know, me what to do here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. see who's smarter on this one. Yeah, it's, I definitely oh, yes. agree. It's it's really fun to try and outwit your opponent. And uh, like my wife is not she she gets really really competitive, and so I think when she doesn't win, it's a lot more of a letdown. Uh, oh man! And so we yeah. tend to play co op as well, so that there's not like hurt feelings. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. But we do enjoy a good, like, competitive game, too. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, what's you and the wife's uh, favorite? I know, um, I knew this, but what was that again? Oh, man. What is our favorite now? I, like, haven't. Ooh. I know you guys were big into Pandemic Legacy. I know that one. Yeah, yeah. Pandemic Legacy was is probably one of our favorite experiences playing through that because yep. it's co-op and it's got a fun story you go through and stayed up playing it late. We still haven't even really started season zero. So we need to do that, but we know once we're done with it, it's like now we're done with pandemic. I don't know that we'll go back to pandemic unless something really big changes. Surely they'll make a season three. I'm sure. Yeah. Or I never played the season two, so maybe it's really over. So I don't well, know. There's three seasons, so there's like one, two, and season zero. Yeah. So well, I mean, using the play. proper season three slash yeah. four. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, that would be cool. I, I like what they did with zero. My wife's kind of iffy on it because she doesn't. She's like, "Oh, it's so different," but I think it's fun that they changed it. Um, okay. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Are there any co-ops that you do like? Any co-ops that I do like. Um, I was playing that um what is that little card game? That trick taking game with like fifty missions. The crew. The crew, yeah. Like yeah. um uh my my dude from the game designer group, he had a Wednesday group we used to meet and then for some reason he stopped doing it recently. But like we were getting into the crew, but then nice. I mean, haven't revisited that in a while, so yeah. The crew's great. Yeah, I like that one. It's fun because you can lose fast and then try again or just play a bunch of missions in like the course of a half hour, hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Challenge. Fantastic. Yeah, we like that one. Um, There's so many good ones uh, and there's always more coming out. That's the problem with this hobby. That's the greatness about this hobby. Yeah, that's true. It's true. <laughs> I don't want them to stop coming out. <laughs> I just want more money so I can afford them all. That would be ideal, and some more time, and more, more yeah, time okay. to play. That's actually, honestly, probably the even bigger problem, right? Like, oh yeah, we've got the you've got sheds full of games, and how yep. much time do you actually get to play? Oh, yeah, we just talked about the self same, so we already know. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So, uh, what out? Is there anything you want to talk specifically about board games before we move on? Mm, board games. So much with the board games. Uh, what specifically, though, about the board games? Well, you went to 
uh, did you go to Gen Con, was it? Yeah, I just went to Gen Con, yeah. Gen I Con was great. My first time, uh, yeah, met up with the board game captain. We um, played a game, still got to drop that video. Um, just, I wish I I wish I could have spent more time out there, but we were we really only spent, like, Friday and Saturday there, and then that was it, so... I mean, would have loved to be there the whole time. There was just so much to see, so much to do. Oh, yeah. Did you Then, like, I hear that there was, like, a, a whole arena area, like, with the uh, with the game library. I didn't see any of that. It's crazy. Oh, man. That's one of my favorite parts about going to a convention is just, I like, we'll go and we'll do, like, a quick walkthrough of booths and stuff. But overall, we just, like, go grab games from the library and try them out. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's so fun to me. Yeah, I'm thinking about uh, heading out to that uh, BGG con. I think that's in November. So yeah, I uh, yep. I mean, that was actually my first convention. I think in 2018, I, I um I actually worked that one, and then I um I demoed um which ones did I demo? I demoed uh, Catan, the Crop Trade, I think, and then I demoed this uh, yeah, well, that not Hanabi, but something like Hanabi. Yeah, it's kind of a game that kind of came and went. Yeah. Um, and then I demoed uh, something else, but that was the year that Keyforge actually came out. Oh, and then cool. I, uh, yeah, but then I saw, uh, talked to Eric Lang a little bit, talked to Ambi. Ambi was real cool. Uh, saw like a few other people. So great oh, year, great awesome. time. And that was a, that's a BGG con. Is it pretty, I mean, which is bigger, Gen Con or BGG Con? Do you know? Oh, Gen Con, definitely. But, okay. Um, yeah, but BTG Con, it's in my old city, Dallas. So, oh, nice. So, uh, so that was always nice, real close to the house. So, yeah. Did did they change it this year? Um, I heard something about. I know, like a local guy from one of my groups, he's going this year. But um, I know, like it used to be, kind of by the airport. But then I hear tell that they moved to downtown, which I don't know if that's very smart, but. <laughs> But so I don't know, like if they're back at the airport, like or back downtown now. Not quite sure. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah, I th- I didn't know if I know a couple of conventions like left states that were taking out like or that were um, you know, passing uh, abortion laws and stuff, and so they were like trying to separate themselves from those states and not give those cities. Um, you know, business. So okay. I didn't know if BGG con was doing that, but yeah, I forget what happened, but I think when we went to Indianapolis, Indiana was talking about, I mean, my, uh, they were talking about something about, they just passed some kind of detestable law that we're talking about, but yeah, I kind of forget what it was about. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about that one? I think so. Yeah. Like, but, I kind of forget exactly what it was concerning, but yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on right now. So, but board games, nice escape. <laughs> board games, the uh, great escape. Yeah, oh, and yeah. uniting us. I think unite. You know, we get to play games and just have fun and be able to chat at the table and and have, ah, have quality time together. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it really get too hot and heated at the board game table. So yeah, now that I think about it, yeah. <laughs> that's always a great thing yeah yeah except for monopoly and you know somebody's always cheating at monopoly that's always gonna get hot but 
Oh yeah. Um, well, what outside of board games do you do? Oh, what outside of board games? Man, that's a good question. Man, I am really all about the board games. What else do I? Do? Yeah. <laughs> and, um. Yeah, like uh. I kind of attend the gym, but I'm kind of like in a fall off season now that I'm really kind of work at this now that I'm trying to really work on this game for real. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, but I go to the gym and not too much else, man. I'm really a board game guy, okay. board game, card game well, guy. <laughs> but yeah. All right. I know something because you've texted me about last man on earth. So I think you're a TV guy too, man. I mean, the funny thing about it actually is, is like, for the most part, I don't even watch TV until it's time to list on eBay. Oh, really? So like, yeah. So like, when I pile up hundreds and hundreds of things to list on eBay, then I'll binge watch some stuff. But but like outside of that, I don't really watch too much. Okay, it's kind of weird. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I'm a TV guy, but I've been kind of off of it for a little while. But I'm back on it right now. So yeah. Yeah, while you're listing things. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know yep. you you recommended uh, the new season of The Orville, and I started that today, which I'm like, yes. Oh, okay, okay. It's nice, really nice, good. nice. Oh, yeah. So so how'd you like that first episode? It was good. Man, that was crazy. Okay. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but yeah, like that was heavier than I expected. And I feel like because they transitioned from Fox to Hulu, and I feel like the yeah. quality of the show actually went up quite a bit. Maybe a little bit, but uh, like that first episode, I don't care about spoiling it because I mean you really should have already watched it. But um, but uh, but that uh, but that ship that they were kind of that new ship that was so zippy and everything. I really don't see what was so impressive about that new ship. Do you see what was so impressive no, about okay. that new ship? I kept, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kept expecting them to like tie back to that or use it for something. Like right, without being too spoilery here, like they needed a decoy, and I was like oh, they're going to use that ship. And then they didn't use that ship. And I was like, what is the point of introducing this ship? If like, I mean, maybe they use it later, but it didn't seem that impressive. I was right there with you. And then now that I think about it, okay, I just completed my first rewatch of seasons one and two, just like last week or something. And then the whole reason I kind of did that was to see why everybody was so mad at Isaac from season two. (laughs) Did it kind of, did it really make sense to you why they were so mad at Isaac? That seemed a little... I'm just now thinking of it right now. Yeah, I'm thinking about it right now and it kind of doesn't make sense because like, because I just watched it. Why was everybody so mad at Isaac? Yeah. In season two. I guess I got to rewatch that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the finale of season two that there's like some big war happening and battle and and so his people killed a bunch of people. And so that's kind of <laughs> like a, you know, like, well, your people killed us. So we're mad at you. Like, we don't want you here type thing. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Refresh, refresh my memory real quick though. But that last episode of season two, that was when they're in like the alternate timeline. Oh right? yeah. You're right. Yeah. I don't remember. So why it's are they mad so at long. Isaac now? Yeah. So why are they mad at Isaac on season three? I don't know. I might have to do I might have to do a third watch. <laughs> I don't know. Because that was really the whole reason why I watched the season one and two again. But because that's a big thing, know. yeah. 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 The Orville's great though. I love it. I think it's a fun show. Like 
I think it's super clever. It's like when you have a comedy writer, because Seth MacFarlane, like uh, you got uh, Jordan Peele, right? Who yeah. does the yeah. nope and... In uh, the get out, in the... Get scene, out, yes. yeah. And it's just like, they come up, their comedy, like you know them for comedy, and then all of a sudden they have like these brilliant ideas for some weird concept. Uh, and I think that oh, Seth yeah. MacFarlane does that for this show. Like there's definitely comedy throughout it, but there's also like, whoa, that was like a really interesting take on this. Oh yeah. Situation. Um, and then, and then like part of my sci-fi kick, I finally just watched um, Galaxy Quest the other day too. So it was oh, pretty gosh. darn good. <laughs> Galaxy Quest was great. How have I been sleeping on that this long? Yeah. We, yeah. That's one of my wife's favorite. She hates sci-fi shows and she loves Galaxy Quest. Oh, yeah. Great stuff. They need to bring that back somehow. I know. I guess before Alan Rickman died, they were like in talks to do. I think it might have been like a TV series or something. Oh, man, that would have been great. I know. That Alan Rickman. Which guy is Alan Rickman? I know that name, but I'm not sure about the guy. He's he's the um, well, he's like Snape in Harry Potter. Um Okay. He's okay. He plays okay. Like he was the guy mask. with the face mask. Okay. Yeah, oh man, yeah. that guy's gone. Okay. Oh man, it sucks. Okay. Man, Snape is dead. Oh man, it sucks. So. Yeah. 2016. Oh, okay. That's a long time ago. It was a while back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, no more OG Harry Potter cast. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I don't know, but, but, but yeah, Galaxy Quest. He's amazing in that. I was. I forget. Like you know, Tony Shalhoub's in that, and like. There's quite a few actors that I really enjoy in that show. Tony Shalhoub, is that Monk? Yeah, Monk. Yeah, yeah, uh, Monk, Monk. Nice. Good old Monk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good yeah, monk. see, you're into, is sci-fi your general jam, do you think? Yeah, that's one of my jams. I like the horror. I like the uh, fantasy. Bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. Nice. Nice. For sure. I think I have. But yeah, sci-fi is one of the top ones. Yeah, me too. You've got the hardest time with what? Poor. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Uh, why is that? I think it's just the. It's hard to like. I, I it just gets in my head, and then I like start imagining it everywhere. And where sci-fi, like it gets stuck in my head, and I imagine it everywhere. But that's more fun, you know. Like, oh, what if we could fly oh, ships yeah. over here? What if we could teleport? You know, like whatever it is. No, oh, yeah. But where it's like, oh, oh yeah. what if there's some demon? Although yes. there's definitely horror shows that I like, you know, like Supernatural was great, and I never finished it, but um, yeah, there's there's quite a few. That's got like a million seasons, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I've been recommended that more than once. I need to check that out at some point. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you like is horror like a second for you? Yeah, I don't want to say, man, would it be second? And probably comedy second or something. Oh, probably okay. comedy second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's a good choice. <laughs> yep, yep. Good, good old stuff. Well, uh, uh, do you want to do ridiculous theme now? Ridiculous theme sounds good. Let's okay. do the ridiculous theme. So we each come up with a ridiculous for listeners. If you don't know, we come up with a ridiculous theme for a board game. It can be silly or whatever. It doesn't mean dumb or bad or anything. It's just. Something we think would be kind of a silly, fun thing. Uh, did you already okay. come up with one? Not at all. Not at all. Nice. Uh, I'll go first then, if 
you want a little time to think. That'll work. That'll work. Okay. So you're wearing a Nickelodeon shirt and I keep seeing Reptar pop up. <laughs> and I think oh, back yeah. about, I don't know if it was in the, like the Rugrats movie or something, but there was like Reptar, the musical. And so that got me thinking about doing like a, you're a monster, but you're trying to rebrand, right? Like you, you're known, you're Dracula and you've been known to suck people's blood. But now like you want to come out is like, you want to be able to go out in public and not be shunned or, you know, stakes uh, or torches and pitchforks at you. Um, so you just play as different monsters and try to rebrand yourself to become more friendly to the public. Pretty, pretty good premise. I like that. I like that. Yeah. No mechanics or anything in mind necessarily, but I could see a couple different things, you know, like, probably some sort of progress tracker for your reputation that you could go up and down depending on what kind of things you do. So, yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good one. That's a great one, man. Uh, real quick before I go into mine, um, your boy who made spirit Island. Yeah. He probably came up with the best one of those, right? Uh, he did a really good one. He, he came up with like two or three, I think that was, yeah, his was crazy. Cause he was just like, Improving it right there, uh, and then would workshop it. And I was like, "Man, I want this! Like, I want this to be like a TV show, or I want this to be a game." Um, yeah, it was a fun one. Oh yeah! All right, so man, I, I mean, you said Rugrats. All I can think is Rugrats right now. So, do you do you remember that episode of Rugrats where Grandpa Lou? He's uh he's rented the videos from the video store and then he's got one for the kids and then he's got one for himself. Lonely uh I think it's called Lonely Space Vixens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does don't gotta do. Do they swap the tapes accidentally on that one? I don't recall, no. but that should be something, but that should be, but that's the premise I'm thinking though. Gotta keep the innocent stuff for the kids and keep them away from the salacious stuff. Oh my Some goodness. type of game like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video collection or something. Uh, I love oh. that. I always think about like, you know, my, uh, well, so many friends with kids are like, oh, I really want to watch Game of Thrones, but I can't watch it. You know, like that's the type of show you can't watch with your kids walking into the room. Uh, and so that's a really funny, cool con- like concept to be like, yeah, you've oh, yeah. got to protect your kid's innocence, but you also want to, like, consume this media <laughs> that you enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some kind of programming game or something, and maybe you set your stuff, but the kids go where they want to go or something, and you can only hide it in so many places. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Almost like a hide-and-seek against an automated deck or something. It sounds pretty cool. Something or one like one person uh, one person plays as the kids, and maybe they have like a different objective. That's not like get the contraband. You know, it's not like get dad into dad's stuff. But whatever their objective is, uh, oh, yeah. they might uncover these these hidden things that you've hidden around, and like, and so you have to like protect that stuff. Um, and at the end of the game, like. 
I don't know how that would work after so many rounds or something, whoever's accomplished the most or, Oh, maybe it's like, Oh, that could be interesting as it comes together most points or most secret missions or something, or maybe like the parents start with like X amount of points. So let's just say a hundred to be easy. Um, so like the parents start with a hundred points and the kids start with zero points. And as the kids find these things and complete other objectives, they start gaining points uh, but as they like find something of the parents, they lose points. And so at the end, whoever has more points wins. Oh yeah, man. Uh, do you happen to watch that, uh, that YouTuber meet Canyon by any chance? No, I don't even know who that is. Okay. So this is a guy, he makes uh really, really excellent cartoons, like parody cartoons. And then one day, uh, one time he did like a Rugrats one. And then there's just all kind of crazy scenarios going on, but it's like uh definitely gotta check out Meat Canyon. Okay. But that would but that would plug in well to this game though. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I like that oh, idea. Yeah. I imagine there's oh, probably yeah. some people who could do some pretty talented like uh old animation style fairly easily nowadays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Man, there's got to be programs that could bust that out. And yeah, I mean, have you seen the new thing where um, have you seen the new thing with art? Oh, yeah. Lately automated like uh, AI generated art. Yeah, I think. um, Yeah, I think um, our boy uh, John Oliver did an episode on that recently. Right. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I think, man, I want to say so. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'll probably look that up right after we finish talking because that I would love to see that. Yeah, because I was thinking about for this game, like, what if I just cheaped out and got the AI generated art instead of instead of uh, actually kind of paying for some art? Yeah. But surely it couldn't be that easy. Surely it couldn't be that easy. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be pretty hard. Uh, I, I have such mixed feelings about AI generated art because, you know, I think artists are very like talented they put a lot of effort and work into it and they should be paid fairly and all that like i really think that but when you're starting out like you don't have hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars uh, depending on how much art you need tens of thousands of dollars whatever it is like you don't have that kind of budget for like your little game right like for your starting game so oh yeah being able to do I don't know. It seems like an accessibility thing, like saying that only people who can pay artists or make the art themselves uh, should be able to make games. And I don't think that's fair. Uh, And so I think this could help like ease that gap. As long as I think the ultimate goal is to be like, well, I want to be able to hire and commission people to make art for my game and, you know, be able to give that feedback and get it just right. And yeah, that's kind of my feelings on it. I hear you. Uh, yeah, I mean, Judgment Day is coming one way or, or the other, so there's yeah. really no way to stop it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got Skynet coming in, right? Cyberdyne Systems, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything right. else you want to talk about before we wrap up? And I guess, what's the latest with your designs and everything? Uh, oh, actually... For a fun little challenge uh, on somebody else's podcast, Fun Organized, 
he had us make a game based on like uh he had a he had a couple of episodes where he did ancient games, and so they would talk about like games that they found in tombs, you know, and and that they find these game pieces and boards or whatever it is, and then it's like, well, how do they deduce like, oh, this is how this was played, you know? Um, and so he got a couple of components that could have been found in tombs, and some maybe optional components, and just sent it to me and Tim from Board Game Hot Takes, and and we like compiled a game and and each of us did our own design so i'm excited i can't really say what it is because i you know you'll have to listen to that organized fun episode but i'm excited that was a fun like design exercise for me it made it got me in the mood to like get back on my designs again oh yeah oh yeah but it's an um, idea okay abstract okay so kind of like a checkers or kind of something like that yeah kind of abstract like that Okay, nice. You ever played the Royal Game of Ur? No. Uh, Board Game Captain did a big video on that, but um, yeah, uh, just one of those ancient ancient games. But yeah, oh. But then they got to kind of like you said, kind of piece together how they think it was played. But but I guess nobody's really certainly sure. But yeah, yeah. It's like how can you be sure? I mean, you could take any abstract game from your or even something that's very thematic and just take out the rule book and be like, all right, here's the pieces. You decide how it plays. And you could give that to a hundred people and have it play a hundred different ways. Nobody certainly knows. Yeah. The world may never know. Like to see roll puffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I won't steal this thunder from you because you came up with this question. So why don't you okay. go ahead and ask it? Okay, yeah, we were talking about this last time, but um, when do you think, and do you think, if ever, there will be like more of a mass adoption of hobby board games by the American populace? Kind of like when Texas Hold'em went crazy back in 2005 or so. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that'll ever happen? I definitely think it's, I think it's been happening, sort of, but not necessarily on that large of a scale. Um, but like certain games definitely get attention like wingspan. I, we talked about this, but you know, listeners haven't heard this, but like wingspan, you know, you start seeing it on like British television or like TV shows. Uh, you, you see it on like mentioned in commercials or just even celebrities, you know, Mandy Patinkin, uh, who's on like criminal minds, the first two seasons. And, um, he was like, had a video of him like figuring out how to play it and him cursing out the game and being like, Oh, this is so hard. What's so, this doesn't make sense. And then at the end, he's like, that was fun. I'll play this again. Uh, can't wait to play it again. Um, but then like other things too, were like superstore TV show, they like featured, uh, on a lot of their end caps or a lot of their conversations would happen in front of like roll for the galaxy. Um, and so I feel like, it's starting to bleed in and it's only a matter of time before it's like gets bigger and bigger. Oh, well, and I mean, Oh, they're making a settlers of Catan movie. Oh man. Okay. They are. Okay. Or at least that's what I heard. I don't, maybe that's not true. <laughs> I guess I should confirm that before I just spread their out around. But yeah, I heard that they're making a settlers of Catan movie. I mean, makes sense why they would do it. Yeah. And they're hmm. redoing, they're remaking like a clue movie. Eh, 
womp, womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you think? I mean, um, do you think there's like a time frame? Do you think it will happen? The biggest I've seen it, like I've never watched Community or or the other shows, but um, I guess I saw it like um, I saw like Dominion and Big Bang and such. I think. Oh yeah. Maybe Catan and Big Bang Theory, but uh, but yeah, but I mean, like because I try to actively recruit people to come out to this two player Tuesdays. And then it's just it's just kind of hard, like you know, getting a normie, what they call them normies, to come out. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, people just aren't really interested. But I mean, you know, it's plenty interesting to me. But I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to get people. I mean, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, like uh, like Magic the Gathering right now, they're soaring on the fact that uh, Pulse Malone plays Magic. Yeah, I guess that may be converting a few people, but. Man, yeah, I would think we would need like a big celebrity or something to really go head first with it, but Yeah. Yeah, well there's yeah. there are some, but they don't like I would love to have uh Kirsten Bell. Chris Kristen Bell. Oh my gosh. Now am I I'm Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, right? Okay, let me look up Kristen Bell. Who's Kristen Bell? From like uh I mean Veronica Mars, she, the good place. Okay. Yeah. I know the show was big. Never watched it myself. Yeah. But yeah, but Kristen Bell, she's a board game advocate or? Yeah, like her and her husband, Dax Shepard, they both love board games, apparently. I always think, like, I always, you know, fantasize about inviting them onto the show to get to know them as uh, as board gamers. Uh, Unlost, Hurley, the guy, you know, um, oh gosh, now I'm spacing his name, Jorge Garcia. Uh, he... He's apparently really big into board games. Daniel Radcliffe, you know, Harry Potter, he he's really into yeah. board games. So there's like there's people that do it, but they just need we need them to be like a little more public about it and like maybe go to these events uh at Gen Con or something and be like, "Oh, hey, come play um, you know, this new game with Daniel Radcliffe." You got Will Wheaton, right? Will Wheaton was bringing in lots of celebrities on his channel. Yeah, like that tabletop. Uh, why did that stop, Bonnie Tans? Do you know? I don't know. I'm still upset that it it doesn't go on. You know, like because he had so many awesome yeah. guests on there, and I loved the format of that show. Ah, so good. Yeah, I mean that was that was kind of changing the game, wasn't it? It yeah. was, yeah. And you had like they were playing games with like Karen Gillian and uh, you know I. And blanking on celebrities it's been a long time since i've watched tabletop but um yeah like i could i don't know i wish that that kind of thing if he could have gotten put onto like a channel or even like a netflix show or a hulu show where just weekly episodes of of exactly what that is i bet that would have drawn in so many people if it was like yeah not on youtube if we, if we could get that on a main um like a streaming platform like that. I guess YouTube's gone that way too now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like 2005, 2006, like, you know, Texas Hold'em Poker, that was getting on all type of late night TV. And yeah, that was really drawing people in and getting the people out there. But maybe one day. But yeah, I don't know. I think it'll come eventually. The pandemic definitely helped out a lot. I mean, I hate to say that. They're like, very sadly... (laughs) The pandemic yeah. happened, but a lot of oh, people yeah. were looking for entertainment that they could do at home. 
and and especially like family time and so they started looking into board games and getting board games so i know a lot of people started into the hobby during the pandemic definitely 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 but didn't do so great for my freaking board game design group though but what do you do yeah yeah same uh (laughs) that's that is a tragedy um but what do you think it would take do you think it's just like celebrity do you think that's what celebrity endorsements or uh or more public like um engagement with celebrities on board games yeah i'm thinking it's gonna take some real or real big celebrity endorsement yeah perhaps will smith could redeem himself by becoming a real big board game advocate or something like you know <laughs> hey there we go there we go uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i could also see like big movies uh doing although when you think about like um I don't know if it would translate well because sorry, we had some technical difficulties. So if audio is a little bit different, that's, that's why. Um, but I was talking about board games that are made out of movies necessarily draw in a huge crowd, right? Like there was Jumanji and then they made the actual Jumanji game. And I don't think that drew in that many people into the board gaming hobby. Not at all. I actually, funny thing, I actually sold that Zathura game, the like follow up to Jumanji. Yeah. Sold that one. Once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, that means I guess somebody wanted it, right? I mean, somebody's better than nobody. But yeah. So I was just, I don't know that making a board game movie, like a if you made Settlers of Catan into a movie, if people would be like, well, let's go and play Settlers of Catan. And then that would be like, Oh, how'd you get into the hobby? Oh, I watched the Settlers of Catan movie and now I'm, you know, I, I went and got it and now I'm hooked. Like, I don't know if that'll happen. Yeah, like I kind of Googled it. It says uh, Catan the movie will be a thing. Roll for quit, crit uh, October 17, 2017. So I don't know. Oh, that's forever ago. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Another podcast, Board Game Hot Takes, their last episode was 10 move. 10 games you'd like to see made into like movies or TV shows. Um, and I've done that actually on my podcast too, where I asked the, uh, I just put out a Twitter question of like, Oh, what game do you think would be a good movie or TV show? And like maybe certain ones would like Arkham horror. Oh yeah. I think that could draw people in. Like if a good Arkham horror TV series, that would be, I think that'd be amazing. That would be a great um, So, Maybe, who knows, maybe it would translate. Maybe if enough of them were out there, people would be like, well, that movie was really good. What's the game about? What's the game like? Yeah, and then, uh, and then like, looking up stuff, like, I did see, like, a 2022 article, but then it also says, first came Battleship in that Battleship movie with Rihanna. I don't think that one was too hot. Wait, what? Uh, what? I thought that the Battleship movie was, like, Pacific Rim. Wasn't Pacific Rim Battleship? I don't know. I never saw it. <laughs> yeah, they had a 2012 Battleship movie. Oh, that's right. That one had Channing... Did that one have Channing Tatum in it? Taylor Kitsch, Peter Berg, Brooklyn Decker. Oh. And Rihanna, okay. I remember. And Liam Neeson. Man, that's a long time ago. Oh, Liam Neeson. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole 10 years ago, yeah. But then that's also, like, going with classic games. Like, I think, you know, Clue... People have already played that. Like we played that as a kid. That's not what brought us into the hobby as an adult. It wasn't like, oh, remember Clue? 
I wish I had something like that now. Uh, oh, yeah. What's the modern day battleship? I forget what it's called. I don't know. Something alert or something. Uh, man, I have a copy or something. Never played it. Uh, it's a new, like it's a board game update on Battleship? Yeah. It's, um, it's like you can have a bunch of people playing it at the same time. Oh, is it, are you talking about like Solar, uh, yeah, Sonar, yeah. Captain Sonar, Sonar? Captain Sonar, yeah, yeah. I've heard that's really fun. And that seems like a good party game because I think you can have like eight players or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, four players per team and you're trying to like strategize with your team and listen to the other team and make corrections and, or, you know, like figure out exactly how you're going to hit them or, yeah. That one sounds interesting. Yeah. But it probably wouldn't translate to the big screen. Uh, yeah, you would just have one ship, or you would show both sides of the ship and or like a, two different ships, submarines attacking each other and being like, did we hit? No, no, we didn't hit. <laughs> Let's try again. All right. <laughs> and not, not an hour plus, I don't think. I think, though, I think there's definitely some games that could draw in a crowd for a movie. You know, Wingspan is like a really big one, but I can't imagine Wingspan a movie, maybe a documentary that is just like showing the birds of the game and the inspiration. And and so you just learn about the birds featured in the game. I don't know. Great documentary, probably not a great theatrical release, but yeah, great documentary. Exactly. <laughs> In a world where <laughs> birds occupy habitats. They roll dice and get certain resources. What resources <laughs> will come up on the dice? <laughs> and then they all have different actions, right? So then you, in your engine building, oh, your, your birds are working together to... Can you build your tableau the fastest? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But for real, I bet... I wonder if we get like commercials, though most people stream, but you know, if you were watching YouTube and a commercial popped up, that was just like, just that type of thing, you know, like in a world where, you know, like, and then it's introducing wingspan and it's showing people playing it like the old, you know, I remember old one uh, commercials of clue or whatever um, battleship, you know, those Hasbro games. Sorry. Oh, I remember lots of sorry commercials. Sorry, commercials. I'm trying to think of how those things went. Or Trouble. No, it was Trouble, which is similar to Sorry. And they would have, like, the popper right in the middle for the dice, and they'd be like, uh-oh, you're in trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, you have to go all the way back. Oh, yeah. Trouble on Trouble, the popomatic bubble. <laughs> uh, so I wonder if, I don't know, I, I wonder if any modern companies have tried doing commercials. That is a good. That is a good point. Like big public commercials, you know, air it during the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh my gosh, you get like, you know, you get some big. You get the Rock, Dwayne Johnson in there, and he's playing wingspan in a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, I mean that's what it would take. But yeah, like this is just not that big business yet. But I want man. Now I'm fascinated. Like. I just want that kind of thing to happen and see if it makes a dent in it at all. Surely it would, but yeah. But you see it coming, though. That's what you say. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll come. I think it's just a matter of time. I think it's already like, 
instead of it being like a boom, it's just kind of a slow build. Do you know like exactly how big it is in Germany? Because I know like it's bigger than it is here, right? Yeah, I don't know how big it is there, but right, it is. I mean, that's like where gaming started sort of thing, right? Like our modern, well, modern-ish gaming. Yeah, Euro gaming and all such. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder how big it is over there. Like if it's way more common and way more events, like even, you know, we hear about the big events over there. Do they do a bunch of small events too? Is there like big communities in that area? I don't know. Hmm. We got the power of the internet here, but they kind of seems like kind of a little bit more intensive research, though. Yeah, that's a deeper dive. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're good, unless there's anything else you got. They were pretty good. They were pretty good. But, uh, man, I mean, your designs again. One more time. Pester you about that. But uh, you coming close to completion on anything? No. Oh, not no. even close. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I told you, like, I have a design about, like, Oh, man. Okay. So I recently played Star Wars Outer Rim, and I had a game that I was designing that was originally like pick up and deliver in outer space. And then I played Outer Rim, and I was like, why am I designing a game? This game's like Outer Rim is what I want. Like, so now I feel like I should just abandon that other one. But it's more simple and, and has yeah. some like variants. But okay. Yeah. And there's always room for more simplicity. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, maybe I'll get back to it. But after playing Outer Rim, I'm just like, I feel a little, uh, I don't feel down about my game. I'm just excited to have a game that like really works and is really exciting to play. Oh, yeah. You play the expansion? Yeah, I just, I just played it last week, which is really good. Okay. Anyways, plug your stuff, though. Let's hear it. Let's. Oh, yeah. Um, check me out. Uh, subscribe on uh, YouTube. I got a uh, Foyo Games, F-O-Y-O Space Games. And then I've also got the uh, Foyo Flips for my YouTube channel. Thinking about doing this podcast thing. I got one episode in the can. Do you? Yeah, I got one episode in the can. I put it on the YouTube channel, but eh, I'll think about it. I don't know. But um, you should. I always, you know, there's so much room here. What what kind of podcasting are you thinking about doing? What's the one in the- uh, one of my um One of my... Guy that I'm a fan of on YouTube, he came out with the game. Like, it's on Kickstarter now. Check it out right now. Two-player dueling card game called Hyper Jukin. And then pretty much I uh, went over his game and everything. And so maybe something along the lines of that, because uh, I kind of lo- because I kind of learned these new games that aren't out yet or that have printing plays or whatever. And then, like, you know, yeah. while I'm doing that, I could go ahead and interview the creators as well. So, and let me something else to do. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's fun getting to chat with people. So, I get it. <laughs> That's why I do this show. Being part of the board game community. Nothing better. Thanks for having me, Riley. It's been a blast. Yeah. Thank you, Marcus. Maybe one day after I actually finish the game, I can come back or something. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Sounds good. Sounds good. Perfect. I think I might just close out here too and say like, you know, you can follow me on at Riled Nerd on Twitter. And if you like the show, rate and review it. After that, that's it. Until next time, keep nerding out. Um, And then, oh, at the very end, 
I started having people share like a fond memory related to board games. I forgot to tell you that. Oh yeah. All right. Um, uh, funny thing, a uh, dude was talking about, uh, they got a magic documentary coming out and then I commented this last night. So like it's fresh on my mind. So during my Uber driving days, there was, there was like four moms that hopped in the car and then I took them home from whatever event that they were at. And then one of the moms, she was saying how her son was troubled and he doesn't have friends and he's talking about all these dangerous things he might get into high school or teen. And then I was like, yeah, uh, so what you need to do is you need to uh, like and this kid might be like an outcast or whatever. You need to take this kid to the local game store, get him some magic cards, if nothing else. And then she was with it. And then, lo and behold, like the next day or maybe next week or whatever, I got the best glaring review that I've ever gotten, like five star or whatever it was, and all kind of praise showered upon me. And then um, I think she took the advice, and then I think it might have turned that kid's life around. So they won. They won stuff right there. Mm-hmm.